0: Want to tap into your team's potential? Start at the top with peer mentoring. That's what we're talking about in today's podcast. Welcome. I'm Kelly McCauley, the producer of the Director's Cut podcast for Corporate Directors Forum and president of McCauley & Company, where we help good leaders become great through executive coaching and results-driven leadership programs. Today, our esteemed guest is Carissa Wisniewski, partner and CPA at Moss Adams. An in-demand leader and advisor, Carissa provides audit services to a variety of public and private companies in the technology, manufacturing, and life sciences industries. Named one of San Diego's most influential not once, but three times, she's also made her mark in various board roles, including the American Red Cross, San Diego Foundation, and lead San Diego. Carissa, thank you for joining us today to talk about how you brought peer mentorship into Moss Adams at the highest levels, and it's now a part of the culture. Kelly, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here today. What initially inspired you to bring mentorship in at the partner level?
1: You know, I've always been an advocate of mentorship personally, so I grew up with that culture of seeking advice, looking at other experts to be able to really draw on their knowledge for situations that I was dealing with. But when I became a leader, I realized the group dynamic, whether it's in my partner group or in a board, is so important for that group to be functioning at a very high level and to be aligned. And oftentimes um, the advice of someone well respected that can speak from you know their expertise or their experience, and that group of people now can hear that, and really sort of filter it into their own leadership, but more importantly, um, have that common language to create more cohesiveness in the partnership was really where I saw considerable value when I took over as the partner in charge
0: in San Diego. You know, some people aren't clear about the distinctions between coaching, mentoring, and partnering someone with a top performer. So when you partner someone with a top performer, it's like, oh, that's what I could be. That's what's possible for me. And with a mentor, you're, you're able to get insights and feedback on their specific expertise. And then a coach is someone who works with you on the long-term development. Now, obviously, because of your role, your experience and expertise, you're able to coach, mentor, and be the model of, of, of a top performer. When you were introducing it to Moss Adams at that level, how did you do that? How was it received? And tell us what ROI it delivered.
1: Yeah, so one of the best examples, when I first took over, I was really trying to work with the partners on sort of that, um, making sure we had cohesiveness related to our people and how we may say the same thing related to leadership when it came to development of people, but we may have meant different things. And I had gone to a corporate directors forum event and Gary Ridge was presenting and Gary was talking about his new book uh, about, you know, don't mark my paper, help me get an A. And it really resonated with the values and approach we take at Moss Adams, but used new words that were um, kind of unique and a philosophy that I really thought would resonate with my partner. So I talked to Gary and said, you know, would you be willing to come? In and talk to my partners in more of an open environment of what does that really mean and challenging kind of our aha moments from the book. And so Gary and I agreed that I would buy the book for all of my partners and they would all read it before he came in to have a group mentorship session where we would then go through and get his advice, applying it to our facts and circumstances, not both, not just as individuals, but as a group, and how did we apply it? And I really think that that AHA session we had with Gary Ridge, where it was mentoring on um, a group level, but then my partners were able to take that back. And as we went to apply things, we now had a common language on what it said in the book. And remember, we would say, remember it talked about accountability of the advisor. Is that what you're doing? And so I think the ROI really comes in from the standpoint of efficiency and, you know, and common language where when you use a mentor who's too close to the situation, they get mixed up in the, the details. When you use someone in that vein with Gary and his book and his philosophy, you're able to stay out of the detail and really make sure that everybody is aligned. And then going forward, your employees' experiences is so much better because you have an aligned leadership group. Yeah, that's
0: terrific. I mean, to have the author of the book and the CEO of WD-40, who's also the chairman, um, I'm sure that was helpful to influence the partners to say yes.
1: <laughs> it was. It was very much. And Gary is just so so um, enlightening in his comments, but also provocative in his questions. He didn't let us off easy. and. He didn't, you know, let us off with common things. He said, what do you mean by that? And I think as a mentor, your job is to challenge the person to really think deeper, you know, and that it's you're not giving someone answers. You're challenging them to almost find the answer themselves. And given his experience and his style, that you're exactly on point. I mean, he was influential before he even stepped in the room, which helped, I think, <laughs> in the preparation for the meeting. <laughs>
0: Note to self, if you want to do this, bring someone influential to make the <laughs> introduction. So, if, you know, you obviously work with senior level leaders and with boards, personally been on boards and also working with leader pe- leaders who are on boards. How do you see mentorship being valuable at that level? Because people imagine, wow, they've arrived who would need mentorship. So what have you seen? Yeah,
1: I think- you never outgrow the need for mentors. And to your point about the difference between coaching and um, actions like that, that are more narrow to where you are in your role and in your job are very, very important. But mentorship is that elevation beyond um, your current work and challenging you as a leader or as a board to really kind of think beyond your current situation. And so it really, I think, helps you not become complacent in your leadership. I think there are too many times you get to a point and you say, well, I have arrived. I have the skills. But if you don't continue to have mentors that you bring in to challenge you, you have the, you, it's, it's easy for a leader to slip into the, the, I do it like this and this is how it's done. even if maybe that's not the most effective for a board group or a senior leadership team, regardless of whether your role is to lead the team or be on the team. When you get to the point you're a senior leader, your contribution has to really be um, very very focused and very impactful. And I think mentorship done right actually pushes a senior leader sometimes even more than coaching because it is self-requested. It's already identified as needed before you go into the relationship.
0: It also sounds like it's more efficient.
1: I would say efficiency. I mean, I I always look at things as both being, are they effective and efficient? And efficient is because leaders' time is so valuable. It isn't, you know, It just I have a whole bunch of time to pontificate over what's coming next. It's like leaders sometimes that's their biggest, their most valuable resource is their time. And so efficiency in um, not only what someone, what the group's trying to accomplish currently, but what they may plan to accomplish in the future and the better alignment you have um, on in the leadership team, the better. And as I mentioned, in, in Gary's situation, having someone come from the outside that got us out of our individual slots and made us think bigger really helps you as a, a be more efficient, you know, as you're executing on the strategy after. It's yeah. not maybe, you, it's an investment of time. Mentorship is an investment of time upfront. So, but you're switching out your very valuable time for an investment at the beginning. You have efficiency in the execution of whatever you're trying to accomplish together.
0: And it, I would imagine it gets the the less experienced more quickly into higher levels of performance, as well as a, a wider scope as they look at how does my work impact everything we're trying to accomplish in this organization.
1: I do. I think it is a um, especially group mentoring. I think actually is a good leveling. Um, mechanism because one of the things it does is it does empower newer members into the group to realize their voice is very valuable, and it also puts on notice to the more senior members that you can't just coast and sit in place. And yeah. so when you you know when you bring in mentorship, it's like it does it's a leveling to allow each voice to understand you have you have a role you have a responsibility to speak up and. From a senior standpoint, occasionally you get in the room, and it is um, younger leaders will defer to more senior leaders. Well, that that doesn't bring the voices all into the room equally, and especially where you're trying to create diversity within your your board, and the more senior members may not be as diverse in what, however, you're defining diversity. This actually creates uh, an opportunity to level the playing field, so each voice recognizes. I'm at the table for a reason. I need to speak. And so I do think that it helps people get up to speed, but it also
0: helps um, get the voices into the room faster. Oh, that's such a terrific example of impact. So if you're in front of a room and wanting to have a mentorship conversation, do you have a couple of favorite go-to questions that you ask the room? For someone listening who wants to put this into play, having them imagine what's it like to mentor a group? Because they understand how to mentor someone one-on-one probably.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, so in situations where I've actually been asked to come and kind of mentor a group, I always talk to the person that it's so important for the setup to be um, appropriate and similar to what we did with Gary and that, you know, Gary's requirement was that everybody had read the book and that everybody wanted to be in the room and part of the dialogue. And so you already had that um, as a, as a leader in that situation, I needed to make sure my partners were all in. There wasn't anybody allowed to just visit that meeting. And so when I've, um, mentored or group have been asked to to do something like that, I use that same model of making sure the leader has prepared the group so that you don't end up coming into the room with this wide range of um, agreement as to whatever it is you're working on. And so when, you know, someone has asked me, I've said, well, you need to kind of surface the question and you need to say to the group, wouldn't this be a good idea if maybe we thought a little harder about this? Wouldn't that make us because I said that buy-in, that it's, um, it's often more a soft skill that you're working on. You're not bringing a consulting in to, to churn the numbers, to do the math. You're bringing them in to talk to a group about their values or their norms often, um, and what I have found. And so I think that that's the bigger thing is making sure you work with the leader to ask those probing questions in advance to set up the need for the right mentor. Like, what is that mentorship? And then you have the right person to come into the room. And so if you're doing it, I I find that that fresh voice is what's helpful in group mentorship. When you're um, doing it as an individual, as part of the group, it often slips back in more to coaching.
0: um,
1: And that is not as effective or, or as the efficiency we talked about earlier.
0: Well, having said that, how do you keep it alive? <laughs> I mean, people get very excited about it. And then it's so easy when they go back to their world to be dragged into the way they've always done things.
1: Yeah, you know, what I was, What I do, um, you know, in the example I started with, you know, with Gary, I actually met with him a few times after, just personally as the leader. And I went through some kind of scenarios where um, we may, we were doing well, and but I thought, gosh, we're probably not on point. We're, we're reverting back to where we were of not being aligned. And so I met with, um, you know, Gary separate and said, how can I, you know, how can I provide accountability now to the behavior we discussed without it being me in a compliance role? And so using the mentor then, you know, as a follow-up, as a leader to continue, because it wouldn't have made sense for him to come back in. It was more important that I then, as the leader, create the accountability, the excitement over it. But I, I ever since then, I've used books um, for that purpose. And I, you know, I was I was going to keep them to an airplane read book, you know, about 130 pages. <laughs> but then, occasionally, with my partner group, and also with my management group here in San Diego, the larger group, we did it then over. We used chapters in a book. And I may not even use the chapters in order, which sometimes drives people bonkers. But <laughs> I think that men- keeping the mentorship alive where you're trying to create a mentor, and uh, you know, the whether I've had the author of the book then speak or I've used a YouTube that the author may have done as a supplement kind sort of artificial mentoring. <laughs> but <laughs> it's like I do think that keeping it alive, being able to to circle back to whatever the mentor contributed. Like if you have a mentor come in a couple of times or whatever it is, but being able to circle back with a common language to keep it alive is just so important. Otherwise it's often something that people get really excited about and then it stops happening. And that's almost worse because now people are like, remember that? Remember when we were all excited about that? Remember when we had, you know, that you know excitement happen and then it just stops because now people feel that whatever momentum you got from using a mentor is gone. So it is very, very important to have thought through how do you reinforce it going forward? How do you reinforce uh, whatever the new learning is or a new, um, you know, aha moment, as Gary calls it, that you took away from the the mentorship relationship?
0: So smart and strategic. I really... Uh, admire how, they, how you've done that and kept it alive, and 100% people are disappointed, they were excited, they were getting invested in, and now we're not doing it anymore, and why not? And then you know the head trash goes down a path you don't want it to go down to, which impacts productivity. Thank you so much for sharing what happened when you brought mentoring to the highest levels at Moss Adams and the value of having it become embedded in your culture. To to learn more about Carissa Wisniewski, find her on LinkedIn. For for details about Moss Adams' expertise in accounting, consulting, and wealth management, go to mossadams.com. For more podcasts like this, visit macaulayandco.com forward slash podcast and subscribe. To hear about critical board member issues, challenges, and solutions like those discussed in today's podcast, go to directorsforum.com. Until next time, We wish you the best on positively impacting the organizations and boards that you lead. Thank you so much, Carissa.